0: is designed for the supernatural. If you can do it, it's not what faith is for. If you can't do it, that's what faith is for. Now, let's go to John and look at John in John chapter uh, uh, 15, verse 5. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And he that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Now, See what he's saying. See, it takes faith to trust God. I don't think I've ever said that. You, it takes faith to trust God. It takes faith to trust God. You know, because you got to trust something you can't see. <laughs> you don't have to. God is invisible. <laughs> I mean, you can see the evidence of it, but it takes faith to trust Him. So as I have faith, I apply faith and trust God, and that means I lean on Him. Well, when I lean on Him, notice one of the first things that happens is that revelation start coming, starts coming. And it starts coming because I'm trusting in him. My commitment to God brings creativity. It happens every time. I don't care how many people shout and stomp and turn over to church benches and so forth. You look to see what's coming forth out of their lives. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. That's Matthew chapter 12 and verse 35. Brings forth a good thing. So I'm just saying God intended for you to bring forth what? Something that's already in heaven. Why? He's going to drop it in your thinking. It's going to be a thought at first. And whoop! you got to grab that thought. Remember what he said in Matthew chapter 6? He said, take no anxious thought. See, so you can take a thought. Or you can pass it by. You can take it or you can pass it up. Thought. Turning jails into boarding school. Pooh, I took it. Next thing you know, I incubated it in my spirit. Your spirit um, has the kingdom of God, which is your um, um, basically your production center. And so I put it in there and start developing inside of it. next thing you know, it came out of my mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. You're turning jails into boarding school Ever since things have been happening you are going to turn the West side into Wall Street. are going to put the Wall Street on the West side. I'm just saying, God's can take the worst of circumstances and make the best out of them. Why? Because he doesn't have to work with what you've got. He creates something new. See, he creates something new. Why? All that for the finest streets and the finest buildings and all of that and people uh, living in peace and harmony and prospering, all of that's written in heaven. That, that if you go to heaven now, you'll, you'll get one man say he went to a, one of the, uh, 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 big facilities that was in heaven and, and all kinds of plans, uh, were on the table, architectural plans, they were on the table and, and, and all things, and he rolled them over and he could see whole city blocks and so forth, and they were all planned out by God. And you and I are put here to get heaven to earth. So the next thing you know, a thought comes. What is that thought? Part of that plan. Boom, comes to the earth. Next, you incubate it. Hold on to it. Watch out now because the enemy wants to steal that thought. Why? He did not want heaven to earth, he wants hell on earth. And so, what you got to do is, well, okay, got it, got it, got it. Then let it come to fruition, just like Mary at this point in time, give birth. Speak it. And once you speak it and speak it with faith, that devil can't get it out. Oh, it, it, it's a done deal. <laughs> God said, I watch over my word to make it good. See, when you speak with faith, you're speaking like God. Isn't that wonderful? So it's no struggle, no toil. Now, this is interesting about this, this word toil, because this, this, this is something. Now I'm still back here in, let me put something right here in, um, in, in uh, Mark chapter 11. Let me put something here. I'm still back here in Mark chapter 11, but let's, let's, let's look at this whole idea of toil again, because that, that, that is one of the things that discourages people because you were not designed to toil. Um, let's go back to Genesis chapter three, Genesis chapter three. Well, let's look at Genesis chapter two. Let's look at no toil first, and then let's look at toil. I'm just going to declare right now, if you're watching me and listening to me, whoever you are, your days of toiling are over. No more toil. It's over in Jesus' name. All right, look what it says here. This is starting verse 19 of chapter two. This is God now giving Adam a, an assignment to name the animals. Got it? So now he's going to tell him to do something to be fruitful. Well, he's got to give him the seed for the fruit. See, he's got to give him the names. If Adam's going to bring forth something, you're not designed sovereign that you do things without God. And that's what I'm saying, that the, the school system and the public system and so forth, they voted no more prayer in schools. That means get, get God out of here. Well, why does he want? Because the enemy wants the advantage. And he knows that if you've got this, this whole colleges and schools supplanted of that, he can bring forth anything. You want to know the difference. All right, look what it says here in verse 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. So whatever Adam called him, he got it from God. Boom, the thought, boom, named him, fruit coming forth, naming animals now. And whatever he named him, notice he did it in faith and those names are with him today. They didn't leave. Crawless, bugus, whatever the name, <laughs> genetic name is, or whatever he 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 called him, and that was the name thereof. But notice, no toil. No toil. Well, let's 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 look at that word, toil. To labor with pain and fatigue. To labor with pain. And fatigue. Now, in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 2, it says here, watch this now, in Genesis chapter 2, and he said in verse 3 And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which he had created and made. Now, notice what he had done. He had rested. Now it sounds like I need some rest now. You, know, you can't imagine God doing that. So you know that's not what it means. It means he was finished. He's not taught, not tired. So tired and toil didn't come until the curse. And it came in Genesis chapter 3 verse 17. Where it says here that cursed shall you be and in sorrow shall you eat of the ground all the days of your life. So toil, struggle, so forth. It means labor that oppresses the body or the mind. Faith and the anointing are the thing that, things that we use to alleviate all struggle. In our lives. So no more struggle. Faith coming. That enemy knows that he can keep you struggling. You're gonna watch this. You ask somebody, you know, how old are you? (laughs) You know what I mean? You have to ask him that, because what that struggling life has put age on him. I'm gonna say something, you can take it by faith. You're supposed to get older, but not age. I really believe that. I really believe that. If you can get under this thing right here, you can get an anointing that'll do the same thing for you that it did for their shoes and clothes in Deuteronomy chapter eight, chapter 7 or 8 or whatever it was where they wouldn't even wear out. You've got an anointing to keep you at 60, anointing to keep you at 70, anointing to keep you at 80, anointing to keep you at 90, so forth you know? So I'm just saying, I'm I'm going for God's best. I, I, I just want his best, you know? So I'm just saying these things are things that only come by faith. Because when you're talking about faith, you're talking about the ability to do what is impossible. And I want to do the possible. I want to do what's impossible. Oh, that's possible. I don't want that. Like I was telling him before, this person I know, he says, if there's anything in my house that didn't come by faith, I want it out. <laughs> that's that's what we call dogmatic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the faith is the way he lives. It's the way he lives. It should be the way you live. Do anything. Because it connects you with the unlimited power of Almighty God. All right, let's go back to um uh, Mark's gospel, chapter 11 again. Let's read. I want you to see this because verse 13, it says, and seeing the fig tree afar off having leaves, he came if haply he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. So the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said to it, no man eat food of thee hereafter forever. And the disciples heard it most every christian must plant new seed plant new seed what are the what is the seed luke chapter 8 verse 11 says it's the word of god most every christian must plant new seed now when you plant that new seed that seed gives you the new knowledge and wisdom as to how to get things done. The seed is the Word of God. So inside of this seed, the Word is wisdom. Inside of this seed is might. Inside of this seed, or the ability to bring itself to pass, inside of this seed is power. Now, most believers don't know anything about miracles, most of them. Now, in fact, some of them say the miracles have passed away. And, and some of you say, well, that was a miracle. Oh, God would have done that anyway. That would have happened anyway, so forth and so on. And I think that's why in Acts chapter 19, he had Paul to work unusual miracles because just a plain miracle wouldn't convince him because some of them didn't believe Jesus's miracles and they wanted to stop him. Why? Because that miracle shows proof. Of what he's telling is true. And so they wanted to stop him. But what I did when I was starting out, I studied miracles. Matter of fact, I had, my wife and I had a little business card and on the back of it, you know, we weren't in ministry. I (laughs) I was still working for IBM, but you know, we were just, we were just thrilled with this new born again experience and we wanted all we could get. And on the back of the card, it had the scripture from 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 4 and 5, the apostle Paul saying, my speech and my preaching is not in the enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and the power that your faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, in that, we said that over and over again, it kind of led us to miracle ministries like Charles and Francis Hunter. For example, I mean, I mean, they'd be in town. We go there every night. Sit on the front row. Get stand in line, trying to get, trying to get there. What? What are we doing? We we're feeding our spirit because we we're changing from being bound by human wisdom, wisdom and human reason into the reality of God's righteousness and God's wisdom and how God works. See, because we're, we're, we're just looking at this. This is, this is uh, you know, the guy says, she said, she had a prayer line there. She said, came to this one guy. Okay. What can we help you with? Well, I got heart problems. I got diabetes. I got <laughs> and all of that. I canceled all that Jesus name. And so what happened? She said, okay, God says he's going to give you a new heart boom, took the flat of her hand, slapped him on the chest. You know the buckle, of course, and he went down under the power of God. Come back three days later, she went to the doctor, doctor, boy, got a heart of a 19 year old. God. Notice they were transferring the unseen heart that was in the storehouse of heaven into this earth through action, words or actions. And that's what Jesus did. Now look at Matthew's gospel, chapter 15, and starting reading at verse 29. Now this is, this is Jesus now doing what Charles and Francis did because Jesus said, what I did, you can do too, right? John chapter 14, verses 10, verse 12. He says this in verse 29, and Jesus departed from thence and he came unto the sea of Galilee and he went up into the mountain and sat down there and great multitudes came unto him having with them the, those that were lame, were blind, were dumb, were maimed. Now this is going to take new body parts. Were maimed. Okay. And many others and cast them down at Jesus's feet. And he healed them insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be made whole and they glorified the God of Israel because that's what he wants. He wants the earth to be filled with his glory. What is his glory? His glory is heaven through you manifested in the earth. That's the glory, the full essence of the being of what God is all about. Now, notice I'm saying here that he got an invisible part and what I'm reading to you is, is Jesus cursing the fig tree. He's giving a principle here by which faith, how faith works. Faith is not designed for the visible. It's designed for the invisible, which will replace the visible. <laughs> Did you follow that? Look, look uh, I'm coming back to Mark chapter uh, chapter 11. Look at 1 Corinthians And 1 Corinthians, isn't this a good study? 1 Corinthians and chapter 1, verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. Watch this. And base things of the world and things which are despised has God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught the things that are. See, he's chosen the things that are not seen to bring to naught the things that are, are seen. Isn't that powerful? He chose the things that are not seen to bring to naught, to nothing, things that are seen. Healing is yours. Where is it? Invisible. How do you get it? By faith. What will it do? Replace sickness. See, it, it's not well, let me go about six months so this thing will be healed. That, that's not it. Cause faith has no time. It's right now. It's right now, folks. You don't have to wait. Now let's, let's look at this because see, God has already declared your healing. Your name is already in the paper. (laughs) headlines, (laughs) <laughs> he, he, headlines, <laughs> extra, extra, extra. <laughs> sister Susie got healed <laughs> of, 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 uh, of, of, whatever diabetes or, or lupus or whatever. <laughs> she got healed in Jesus. That's it. Now you're going to take that and what you, I'm looking for a word now. You're going to take that and superimpose glory to God, hallelujah, superimpose heaven on this earth and that thing will disappear. No, no. reason will keep you from doing that because reason has to know how that's going to happen before it happens. See, now that can't happen. Now that, that can't happen. I mean, that, you got the first place. Uh, you don't know what I've got. It doesn't make any difference what you've got. The word is medicine for anything. Doesn't make any difference. You you put the word on it. It seeks and destroys. It's it seeking out your body and and going into what's causing that right there. It's going to the root cause of that emphysema. <laughs> you know maybe cigarettes. You know and it'll, whatever it is, it'll root it out. So it superimposes what is written in heaven in the earth and no things can occupy the same space at the same time. That's the basic law of physics. You Can't do it. So boom, that's it. So this is, this is the power of God. This is the way God works and this is what you see. So let's go back to, uh, um, again, uh, well, look, look at, look at second, second, since we have the Corinthians, second Corinthians, in, uh, let's look at verse, uh, uh, chapter four, please. Look at verse 16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Now, two, two people, your body and then you. Okay. Verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more and exceeding an eternal weight of glory while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things not seen. So once you get the revelation of it, you can see what's not seen. You could see yourself healed. And that's what the enemy doesn't want you to do. He doesn't want you to get your labor in the Word. He doesn't want you to spend time in that Word. He doesn't want you to hear tapes over and over again and so forth. I mean, folks, I'm still playing last Sunday's seven o'clock tape. <laughs> I mean, of course, why? I'm first place. I got to preach this preach this Sunday, but I'm just seeing that, that thing. Saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I preached that and didn't even know I preached it, you know, that kind of thing. But if you could see it, God delivers it. That's all you want to do is see it. Whatever you see is what he delivers. Today's message was from our Facebook Live series, Talking Faith. The full message is available in its entirety free of charge on our YouTube channel at Dr. Bill Winston. Don't forget to subscribe and click the notification bell to make sure you get our latest videos. Want more content related to today's teaching? Order The Force of Faith today. This series is available on MP3 or CD, MP4 or DVD. Everything around us was created by the word and faith of God. Learn how to recognize, develop, and use your faith as a creative force in the earth to manifest what God has promised you. Get your copy of The Force of Faith today. Faith has no limit. There is nothing that faith cannot accomplish. word and your faith become the controlling factor in every situation not what the doctor said not what it looks like Mm -mm. it's what my faith says the enemy wants to starve your faith and feed your flesh but i'm here to tell you right now you're gonna feed your faith and starve your doubts to death faith has got to be acted on. You've got to speak it, because you can't go by how you feel. you got to go by one thing, the Word of God. When God says something to you in his Word, you take his Word, and you choose to believe. And once you do, you start moving out on his Word you will reach your promised land. Nothing shall be impossible for you when you receive the word and mix it with the powerful force of faith. To order your copy of Pastor Winston's dynamic teaching, The Force of Faith, contact us online at BillWinston.org or by phone at 1-800-711-9327. My name
1: is Mary Lucas and I've been a partner with Bill Winston about 20 years. With the faith that I have built in my life through his ministry, I actually believed for a miracle. My brother Jerry was in the hospital. We got a call that he was rushed to the intensive care unit because he was in respiratory stress where he could not breathe and that they had uh, took him to surgery. And immediately the simple little surgery and the simple going in the hospital turned into a big problem for him. My brother Jerry was in a coma for 21 days and they said they had induced a coma. So they had him on a vent, and that vent helped push oxygen in his lungs that would keep him alive. They had done everything they could at the hospital and the intensive care unit So they moved him to a hospital that would monitor him and it would be a rehab where they would take the trach out and help him learn to breathe when he woke up. And then we got to the fourth day that he was moved to the smaller hospital. And the doctor had come in and said that they thought that he was not gonna wake up from this coma. His blood pressure had dropped down very low. Uh, lower than it should ever drop. Uh, usually people die when it drops so low. And his heart rate went up. And they said, well, we don't think he's going to make it. And I knew I had to get somewhere and get an agreement with somebody, leave him for a miracle. And that's when I went down to the prayer chapel. And I was by myself, and I sat down in a seat. I was crying, and I was emotionally just distressed and drained from this long trauma that my brother had went through. I heard the Lord say, call your partner, Bill Winston Ministry. They have a prayer line center there all the time for people that need prayer. And I immediately called there and there was a young man who answered the phone. And I was crying and upset so bad that I just said, could you pray for my brother who needs a miracle right now? They said he's not going to make it. They said he's going to die and that young prayer warrior, Raphael, he had such compassion. He prayed, he poured out his heart with prayer for my brother, and then he did not stop there. He had such compassion for me, knowing that I needed strength and encouragement myself, and he agreed, and he prayed over me, and that's when I felt like the battle was turned. So I walked back up to the hall and went back into his room, and I laid hands on him in the name of Jesus, When I laid my hands on him, I heard Bill Winston's voice from his teaching saying, rebuke the spirit of death. And then I heard Bill Winston's voice say, speak life in Jesus name. And I had left a little while after that. And then I get a phone call early the next morning. Your brother has woke up, praise God. Your brother is awake. And I believe with all my heart and soul that if we had not prayed, we had not called Bill Winston ministry, we had not had people interceding with us, that my brother wouldn't have been here. My brother is healed. He's at home now. He is uh, uh, th- thanking God, praising him. And I thank Bill Winston and his whole prayer team and his whole church and everyone there because we got our miracle. And my brother is so thankful and he's praising God and my family and the nurses and the doctors, They'll all tell you it's a miracle.
0: The Believers Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.